Welcome to Law Clarified. Yes. Toolbox Tuesday. Again, on a Tuesday. How it, ironic. It is <laughs> the most consistent thing about my Tuesdays at the moment. I know, it's exciting. Yeah, but we're going to be doing a little bit of a different type of podcast for the next couple of episodes. We are, because we realised after we recorded it, litigation, there's a lot to talk about. There is so much to talk about. So really, we've got three core areas that we're going to deal with in litigation, which is our bread and butter. Yes. It's no nonsense. It's pretty practical and we give you some examples. But we're going to take you through the first part right now, which is the QBCC. Yes. And then we're going to touch on litigation and debt recovery a little bit later. In our second and third parts. Yep. So why don't we just crack into it? Because this is what we're paid for. And here it is. Hearthstone Legal presents a real talk of the good, the bad, and everything in between. For all things business and construction law, whether it's navigating a dispute, the QBCC, or guidance on a contract, we give you a rundown of some of the do's and the don'ts. These are digestible chats on topics that you might hear in our office of an afternoon. Daunting? Not anymore. Here's Law Clarified. Woo! Yeah, still good. Let's get our gloves on and litigate. Yeah, I think it's I think it's time to stop with the back end, stop talking about things you shoulda, woulda, coulda done. That's right. And start dealing with the problems that happen when everything's gone to hell in a handbasket. You're sitting there, you don't know what to do, you haven't been paid, and you're looking on Google for people like us. That's exactly right. So litigation, what is it? Um. It's a law fight, basically. Yeah. Um, and you have to get down and get dirty. So within it, within the ethical principles, of course. Yeah. But, you know. There, yeah. There's there's not much dirty about it in so much as there is a uh, malicious compliance. Yeah. Um, and look, it's not for everyone. I a bit of a story, a bit of a some interesting information about me. Um, recently I went and did a chat to some grade 12 legal study students and partway through I realised that I was actually admitted into the Supreme Court of Queensland as a lawyer before most of these students were born. (laughs) So it made me feel a bit old. But back many moons ago when I was studying law, and this is a bit of an interesting fact about me, in my last year of uni I was doing five subjects a semester. I had three jobs I had two weekend jobs in a restaurant and a bakery, but I had a grown-up job. I was so, you know, oh, I'm a student, but I've got a grown-up job. And I did a lot of dispute resolution, a lot of mediation. So before being a lawyer, being a litigator, I was a mediator. And so my natural, and I think you've experienced this, Jesse. my natural tendency is to lean towards, can we resolve this? Yes. You know, is there a resolution? Can we avoid going to court? But sometimes you can't avoid it. No, you can't. And in a grand scale of things, when I talk to clients about our tendencies to want to push things through court versus uh, resolve them quietly, we sit on slightly different ends of the spectrum. We definitely Um, do. I'm the type of person that would rather punch on um, (laughs) because I've put in all this work and I want to see how it comes out in the wash. Mm. Um, But, Marty, you've always been more sensible. Oh, Oh, I wouldn't say sensible. Sensible in, in a commercial outcome because at the end of the day, 
going and throwing down in court is going to cost a lot more money than writing a letter and a settlement deed. 100% it does, yeah. And and litigation is expensive. I think that's what people don't really realise is we're not talking about a couple of thousand dollars, $5,000. We're talking sometimes up to $100,000. Yeah, uh, the sky's the limit really and it depends on the type of lawyers and the type of law team that you engage. Mm. And the quality of legal service and how quickly you want things to happen and all of this sort of stuff. Um, and it's ultimately a cost exercise. Yes. And if you're not prepared to small spend a small car, then you're probably not prepared to litigate your concerns. Yeah. So we always use examples with people when they come to us with relatively small claims, mm. um, say sub $10,000. Um, they come to us and they say, we want to recover these funds. How do we do it? And we say, well here are your options. Litigation is a long protracted process usually. But you could end up eating into most of this um, unpaid invoice because of your legal fees. Yeah. Like we think that we're cheap and we think we're cost effective. Um, Yeah, cost effective, not cheap. (laughs) Cost effective. Yeah, we we qualify it. We think think that we're good value. Um, Hashtag marketing. Yeah. Um, And even then... It's still a cost decision. Mm. Even if we do our fixed fee pricing and we we give you a, a solid outcome, it's still money that could have been better better in your pocket for that bottle of wine or yes. that new PlayStation that you wanted. And I think people forget too, it doesn't matter how great your case is. No. I mean, we hear all the time, oh, but there's the evidence, there's the smoking gun, I'm right, they're wrong. All of those things might be true, but no matter how well your case is prepared, you can never um, anticipate what the other side is going to do. The other side might be very cooperative and it might go smoothly. The other side might be really difficult because, as we've said previously, lawyers are difficult and that's an interesting, interesting word. Difficult. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. I'm being polite today. Um, (laughs) and. That can delay the process. The yes. other person, the other side can do legal but annoying things to slow the process down, to cause complications, to throw a spanner in the works, so yeah. to speak. Um, it doesn't always run smoothly from A to B. No. And in running smoothly, what what would you consider a smooth process to look like? I think the smoothest process... Um, it's just where there's no mucking about. No. You know, people are just like, here are the issues, let's get in, let's get it resolved. Right? a matter a couple of years ago that started in the February of the year, it was done by the September of the same year from yeah. start to finish. Um, even the judge wasn't interested in, you know, mucking around. But there are other matters that we have that have been going on for years yeah. and years and years. One of our matters that resolved last year it had been going on for four and a half years. Yeah. It's a long time. And that's not terribly uncommon. I, I remember um, drafting a claim in what, late 2019. Mm-hmm. And um, claim, as we're about to talk about, is the initial initial process um, when filing a, an application into the court. Um, but I remember filing a claim in December 2019. Um, we took it to hearing in... 2021, October 2021, mm. um, and we didn't get a decision until a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, great decision. Great decision. PS. Crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hashtag but, winning. But um, 
it, it takes a lot of time and yep. a lot of money. Um, in comparison for, for that particular decision, um, without, without giving anything away, um, we were totally successful. Mm. But the amount of legal fees that have been paid to us actually eclipsed the amount that was being claimed. Mm. So, um, and that can happen. That's very easy so to achieve. So easy, yeah. Um, you can have disputes that are worth about $7,500 that can cost you twenty dollars to $30,000 to ventilate in, um, in court. Yeah, and if, listeners, you have a secret money tree in your backyard... Can I have it? <laughs> well, a, 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 can we have a seed? B... Please bring your money tree to us and we will happily fight your disputes for you for as long as it takes. Yeah, or just give me the tree. But, <laughs> but the majority of people don't have that. Yeah. They don't have that. And it's the it's not just the financial toll, it's the emotional toll. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, not to be biased, I think we're pretty cool. I think we're pretty fun. Surely people want to talk to us on the phone a lot. But do you want to do that for four years? No. Oh, I don't know. We're not that fun. Let's no. be honest. Or Mate. depends on what you talk to us about, yeah. really. Um, <laughs> or when you catch us. A, a Friday afternoon conversation with us can, can be a bit good. Yeah. A bit, bit, bit fast, a bit loose. Monday morning, though? Bow, bow, no, 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 probably if, not. If I'm talking to you on Monday morning, it's probably because I've withheld bad news from you that I've received on Friday afternoon. Mm. And I didn't want to ruin your weekend, so I've elected to ruin mine. Yes. And mine alone. Because we're selfless like that. Yeah, we are so selfless. So selfless. <laughs> you'll, you'll never catch us acting in our own self-interest. Um, it's just antithetical to who we are as human beings. Exactly. Um, so, I so was listen. being facetious. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make that clear. I think if people haven't figured out that by... Episode five, then... There's no help. Yeah, probably not. No, we'll try. We'll try. (laughs) So I think in our litigation session today, there's probably three headings, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, some of them, you know, we're not obviously going to go into a huge amount of detail because A, everybody's situation is different. And B, this is not legal advice. It is not legal advice. God dang. (laughs) And we refer everyone back to... uh, Commandment 10 of the Building Commandments, thou shalt not delay in getting legal advice. So if something happens, talk to someone. Talk to us, talk to someone. Don't stick your head in the sand. Yeah. And our abridged hypotheticals are always um, missing details for particular reasons. Mm. Um, We don't use examples that are deliberate copy-pastes of actual things that have happened to our clients. That's Um, right. We we change details completely. as we need to, mm. to ensure that the narrative is kept for the purpose of the point that yeah. we're trying to make. So, QBCC review proceedings, civil proceedings and debt recovery. I think that's probably the three the three big important things we want to talk about today. Yes. QBCC reviews, oh, look, they're long. They're very long. QCAT yes. currently is taking, I think it's 62 weeks to resolve a proceeding. That can be generous. Um, <laughs> but it depends. Mm. Um, the, there has been some uh, logistical challenges, I think, um, as a consequence of the pandemic, mm. um, that have caught, that's caused a significant backlog in in the way that QCAT's able to effectively push through matters. But we're seeing some ground on that in terms of what the members are trying to do, um, getting matters listed and pushing matters forward, even if the parties are not in the same 
same wavelength or on the same boat. So mm. there's some improvement there. But at the end of the day, if you're doing building and residential building and construction, eight, maybe nine times out of ten, we're going to QCAT. Mm, unfortunately. Yeah, and why, Sorry, QCAT. Yeah. And why are we doing QCAT, Marty? Well, it, it has a um, specified or, or specialised, I should say, building list. Um, it's not that you can't go to the courts, but the tribunal was proposed or initially set up for that, but it's becoming really overwhelmed with the amount of proceedings, not just on the building list, but on all the other lists and jurisdictions that it covers. So, um, but if you're a builder client or a potential builder client listening to this podcast, um, you may be either an individual or Mm -hmm. the director of a company that has to challenge a decision that is made by the QBCC. And some of those decisions, there's a lot of them, but probably the most important ones, I think, are a decision to issue you with a direction to rectify um, defective building work, a decision about your licence, whether it's to suspend it, to cancel it, that you're not a fit and proper person to hold a QBCC licence and a decision about a contract termination which has the effect of an insurance policy approval occurring because as we've talked about before, the result of that is money gets paid out and the QBCC can come and chase your company or you individually for that money. Yeah, so don't sleep on that one, gentlemen. <coughs> Do not sleep ladies. on that one. Um, most people who suffer the consequences of having to pay out those payments directly are people that listen to their accountant and mm-hmm. put their company into liquidation and stopped building and left the industry um, but didn't adequately consider that the QBCC legislation makes you personally liable as a director. That's right. Uh, for recovery of those outstanding funds. And when and they're not really capped. We talk about like the $200,000 cap, mm. um, but that's not always the case. Um, and if there's multiple jobs that there's been shoddy building work done at and there's multiple payouts or your company has collapsed uh, and you've left a bunch of jobs unfinished, QBCC can be knocking on your door for millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And if you decided to sleep... There's nothing you can do about the review, really. That's right. Unless there was some misstep in the way that um, the QBCC conducted itself about approving or disallowing any claims. Yep. And if you didn't obey Commandment 10, received a letter from the QBCC that said, hey, we're making this decision, it's going to affect you, you have some review rights, um, and you shoved that in a cupboard, in a drawer, stuck your head in the sand, did nothing... It's very difficult to try to do something about that years down the track. Yeah, you don't get to show up like it's Judge Judy and have your day. So <laughs> if you don't not follow not. the requirements, um, uh, Judge Judy's not going to give or, any sort of... Although maybe some sort of, you know, um, Judge Judy style building list actually would get through these matters much quicker. Yeah, I <laughs> imagine that. And um, before working in the area, I kind of thought that's what QCAT did Mm. um in practice and that's not the case you have people who are members in qcat that work in this area of law um they're very skilled in this area of law often they're mediators or people that are pushing on to retirement they know their stuff um and then you have to deal with essentially a mini little magistrate when you're dealing with these matters yeah so they're not going to tolerate your nonsense 
um, in circumstances where you've chosen to ignore genuine concerns. So yeah. that's why Commandment 10 exists. Absolutely. Get advice. Get advice as early as you can because it's better to be told on the Tuesday after receiving that letter that it's no drama than to be told three, four years down the track that you now owe 1.2 or 1.6 or whatever millions of dollars you now owe. And you're out of luck. Yeah. And you can have a cry about it, but we're going to tell you, well, yeah. you know, you well, should have done something earlier. We'll hold your hand. We'll give you the tissue box, but yeah. we can't do anything more than that. No. We're not wizards. No, <laughs> no, we're definitely not wizards. Um, so QBCC can make decisions. If you receive a decision and you have some concern about it, don't wait. Give us a call. Give another lawyer a call. Time starts ticking for you to take steps. Yeah. And with QBCC reviews, you can either internally review that decision and there's time limits that are quite strict with that or you can externally review it to QCAT. Um, we can help you with those processes. Yeah. Everyone runs a little bit differently, but you will get the opportunity to challenge that decision. It might take some time, but that's, the, yeah. the I guess, the... The first most simple arm of litigation. And the reason why we recommend coming and talking to us and getting advice is that you can do these things by yourself. Yeah, you, you can. absolutely can. But should you? Mm, no. Probably it, not. There, there are very limited occasions where I look at things in, in internal review matters in particular where I think it was fine for the client to go and try and have this decision overturned mm. before speaking to us. Um, but exceptions don't make rules. Mm. And normally there's a certain degree of articulation that we present um, that makes that process a little bit easier. And um, as our listeners would know, um, it's almost pay to play in the sense that with lawyers engaged um, making independent assessments of your particular matter, it can often mean that the, the position is taken a little bit more seriously mm. uh, because it doesn't just sound like you've made it up on the spot and that is what it is. Like if you've gone to the effort of engaging people and you've gone to the effort of trying to articulate what your position is, you might find that our articulation can actually assist you in that internal review or that external review process. Mm. And I think it takes it from, uh, you know, wah-wah, not saying wah-wah, but um, it's it's unfair to our... It is unfair and reasonable, and here are the reasons why, and we are, we yeah. articulate that in a particular way. Yeah. So, QBCC reviews, you know, you get the letter, get some advice, get in early. Yeah. Okay, that was QBCC litigation in inverted commas in a nutshell. Yes. Could have talked more, but we've covered, I guess, the most important things for our builder clients in Toolbox Tuesdays. I, I agree. I agree. And it's the thing that they're most likely to experience when they work with us. That's right. But not the only thing. No, there's more. And um, we'll talk about that a bit more in our second part of this litigation series. Yeah. In uh, the next Toolbox Tuesday where we discuss litigation, civil litigation. Yes. Yeah. So stay tuned for that because that's coming soon. <laughs>